0: Welcome back to Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt. The greatest club in Germany, the greatest club in the Bundesliga. I said that entirely backwards from the script, from the boss, uh, but you get the point. Uh, The greatest podcast about the greatest club all in the English language. We're going to get right into it. A couple of brief notes for you. We have a special episode coming up, number 300 for Half Pod. That will be the next one coming at you after this one. Uh, we put a lot of thought into this one, a lot of contributors, a lot of new contributors, a lot of old contributors that we want to get involved. Um, if you've been with us for a long time, if this is your first time, uh, we invite you back for 300 because we're going to look at the past and some of our, our favorite moments on the show, some of our favorite. I'm tracked events uh, through the history of the show and especially the last 100 episodes, which is just absolutely flown by. Um, a special host coming back that hasn't been here in a while, and a couple of them actually. Uh, just really looking forward to 300 and celebrating another milestone because this show is, is for fun. Uh, it's by the fans, for the fans, and it's a really fun way for us to stay connected to the club. Uh, so if you got a favorite half pod memory, a favorite episode, a favorite show, anything you want to contribute, uh, a favorite moment from the last hundred episodes, uh, going back more than a year now, almost two years, uh, give us a shout, hit us up at halfpod.com. All of our social media links are there our 24 hour discord chat, which, uh, has great contributions from both sides of the Atlantic, uh, I know we've got a couple people on there that are out in Asia and Oceania. Uh, love to get that them back in the mix, but, you know, it's a weird time change situation with most of us here in the States. But anyway, um, I, my co-host tonight, uh, someone who does not have a time zone issue with me, uh, he's actually just about 90 miles to my east, is Garrett. Uh, welcome back, Garrett. How are you doing today? Are you wearing blue? Maybe a little Honolulu blue, if you will. How you feeling after uh, Sunday? Let's not talk about Eintracht yet. How are you feeling about the NFL
1: right now? So, contrary to your statement at the end of last week's episodes, the two of us still have our voices. Um, I am wearing red a red shirt tonight uh, because the winds are playing right now. But you damn well know for the fourth time in the last five weekends, I had my blue Lions polo on, um, and we're in the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1992.
0: I lost my voice long before Sunday's game. I was at a wedding on Saturday night, and I was sitting right by the dance floor, so any conversations I wanted were at full volume. Um, so my voice is pretty well gone for Sunday. Uh, but, you know, much like you, uh, I am. Not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Uh, I wear the same shirt for every Lions game. For the three or four Lions shirts in my closet, I wore a particular random shirt on the first day of the season when we beat Bryan's Kansas City Chiefs. And you know what we wear affects the way our team plays. So I've worn the same non-Lions shirt every week, and it's working like a charm. So, um, you know, it's been an outstanding run for our Lions and fortunately, we have good things going on in, in that world, in the hockey world that surrounds you and I, because our um, our other football team, Eintracht Frankfurt, kind of took a shit on the weekend, and um, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to drop that expletive tag pretty early in this one.
1: Let's start yeah, right man. at the
0: top. Where, where are you? How'd you like to line up, uh, you know, without... The three that are are at the African championships again uh, worked out for us against Leipzig, not so much here. How would you feel walking into this one, at least with the lineup?
1: I think the lineup, you kind of knew what we were getting for the most part. Um, like you knew it was probably going to be Kalejic up top. You knew Knauf was going to be one of the two attacking mids. Back three should be pretty much the same. Maybe Hasebe gets in there for 300. Um and I didn't watch the first half live. I kind of slept in, which was also a blessing in disguise for how my other Eagles club turned out. Because fuck. Anyway, <laughs> um, they looked in. And then, you know, when you watch, when I hit the match and saw we were up and just like the, con- the commentary was talking about controlling the game. And I went back and watched the highlight reel. And it wasn't like mind-blowingly like fluid, quick, speedy like you expect with our AFCON three that are in the lineup. But it was something that worked really well, and you're really seeing what Sasa Kalajic uh, brings in this roster, based off of his hold-up play and sometimes how deep he goes in hold-up play. Um, so, you by know, the way,
0: by the way, um. I forgot to mention, for those that may have not seen the match yet or have no clue what we're talking about, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt 2 and the team down the river Darmstadt also 2. Eintracht Frankfurt had a two-goal lead in that one in the first yep. half and it uh, early in the second uh, a 2-0 lead that evaporated in the final 30 minutes. So that's where, where we're talking about first half to second half changes. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah. And, oh, you're good. And I think you, this is what threw me off then. Cause even in the start of that second half, we were we were fucking cruising, rolling, doing well. And then Kalajic has that miss hit, which turned out to be a great assist. And I seriously thought Kanoff was offside for that. Uh, but he wasn't. And so he gets it in. It's um 2 0. You're like, all right, we're rolling. You know, we've been playing well. We've been locking down. And then, you know, a weird thing happens. And that is um, Roman, I think it's Roman Pfeiffer, who is Darmstadt's striker, went in for an aerial challenge with Kevin Trapp. And the, you know, the foul was called. But within a few minutes, if that, Darmstadt get a goal. Kevin Trapp tries to play it out the back, doesn't get it right in there. Darmstadt wins it, takes a shot. Ball bounces, want did it bounce twice off Trap. Either way, two one. Either way, yeah. Um, it was uh, Julian Yustvan made it two one, and then all of a sudden, it was like Sasa Kalajic said it best in the post match: this team forgot to play football, and I, you know, I agree with them spot on because I don't know what, have, have you ever seen an, a Frankfurt team, even when we've played the uh, some of the best Bayern teams over the years and Leverkusen, have you ever seen us that pinned back for a long, for as long of a match, for as much of a stretch as a match, as it seemed like it was on Saturday for you the know, final I, tw- 25, it, 30 it,
0: minutes? It, it's an interesting perspective. It, it come and goes comes and goes in waves with this group Um, not necessarily this specific group but on track as a as a recent um, you know as the last few years we will go out to these two nil three nil leads we just blew a three nil lead earlier this season uh, against one yes
1: and one yeah
0: it's something we've done in the past where we let up our our offensive possession a little bit. And then once the possession goes away, so does your aggressiveness and trying to, to regain control of the ball. So I'm not going to say I've never seen it before, um, but just from an analytics perspective, just how much we gave up um, possession, ending up at right around 50% and shots on goal were, you know, everything right down the list went from about two thirds in our favor Right down to about 50 50, right down the middle. And the important stuff that I lean on as far as corners and offsides and, and fouls, the stuff that says I want this game and I'm willing to fight for it. Um, we ended up on the downside of every single one of those stats. I'm, I'm right. one, I prefer to see us on the high side of that, that foul stat because that tells me we're working hard to get the ball back. Um, yeah. and of course, none of that went our way in the second half. Now, the first half, um, I'll say that it might've been a little bit of fool's gold because I didn't see Darmstadt giving much of an effort at all. Uh, right. So maybe it wasn't necessarily us being so great as them just being more casual and playing things out. Um, I liked seeing in Cuckoo's goal um, and Ansgar Canal continues to have a resurgence, which is something that I, it wasn't on my bingo card. Uh, but that's certainly going to help this group going forward if he continues to be involved and especially right. scoring goals at the clip he is now at, one a game. Um, but to your point, uh, that two goal yep. lead, we got too comfortable, we settled in. Uh, I didn't mind the the lineup changes, uh, the guys coming in, Smolcic, Rota, Ngankam, uh Hauga, Algo. Buta. You know the. Those were appropriate changes for where we were, but then we also had no punch left uh, to try and get a winner towards the end. So, because
1: you uh, have seven minutes of stoppage time, and then you give up the goal in the 95th minute, and unfortunately the goal that you give up is the same way we gave up the first goal. Um, Trying to be cute out the back, I think Tuta got lost it, and then – Everyone was just out of place. And, you know, Dar- how Darmstadt equalized is very similar. I don't know if you noticed how we scored our first goal that um, end to end from wing to wing like much like yes. Mbembe went across to Nkuku. Darmstadt did that for their equalizer, except it was from the left flank across the box, essentially into the right flank. So, you know, you get bit with our own, ta- you know, our own medicine in a way. So I kind of
0: felt after the one went in that it was only a matter of time before the second one came, that it was important for us to get a third uh, because you just kind of felt that things were slipping away. Even though it was just one, you kind of knew that the next goal was going to be the most important one in the game. And sure enough, it didn't go our way. Um, uh, Tremendous amount of concern, and we'll talk about the table in a little bit. It didn't do as much damage as we were expecting. But at the same time, it's inexcusable to drop points against the bottom team in the table. Just totally right. inexcusable. You can blame me. I called for the clean sheet. And I, <laughs> at 2-0, uh, I jump on my Peloton uh, when the, the game is on at home. Usually I ride the second half of the team. And when things are going well, uh, that resistance is nice and low. And then when they start playing bad, I turn that resistance up and punish myself. By the end, I was pretty sure my heart was going to explode. I was so furious uh, uh, with the way we were playing. That resistance was up to 74%. I mean, uh, that's the level of frustration that I felt right along with these guys that, you know, no matter what we do, we're not getting anywhere. And it's getting to be a little bit frustrating that we go out and play so well against Byron. We play so well against uh, Leipzig, and then we come out and look great against Darmstadt and end up settling for a single point uh, against a team that has a minus twenty-four goal differential. Um, to me, that's an unexcuse unexcusable loss, inexcusable loss of two points. Uh, yeah. Now, now we got to make that up somewhere else in the table because we've lost ground on our goals now, and
1: and I. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, the tough part about it is, in a way, I'm not going to be, the bottom club aside, regional and derby games, you do kind of throw the form out the window, you do kind of throw off everything, but the fact that we just, you know, just said best, we lost the ability to play football, and we should not be doing this at all, um, that's the hard part. And if you would have told us before we even played last week against Leipzig that you'd get four points in these two matches, we'd fucking take it. But then when you realize, and then when you're like, sit back now, like, okay, we got that four points, but you're like, oh, wait, the three was against the Leipzig, against Leipzig on the road. We had Darmstadt dead to rights 2-0 on the road, and we fucked it away. Uh, Nathan's going to love, I think we've already set a record for as much, how much in the expletives we've been dropping early. Um, but point being, it's like, when you were talking about in the intro, the greatest club, and when we were talking, I was going to be like the moodiest club in Germany, the moodiest club in Europe, and yeah. all that. Ah, uh, what is you know, old is it, new again. On that
0: note, it, it's been brought up that that's a moniker we've got to, you know, bury shake and off. shake, and and us as Lions fans, we know how that that same old Lions, that SOL, it sticks with you. Uh, these are the kind of matches that keep that diva name sticking around for Eintracht because they fail to take care of business in the situations where it should be buried. Um right. So I'm going to keep using it until they keep proving otherwise. And, you know, if we look around the league at, at who is in front of us and what kind of ground we could have made up, uh, there were three important teams ahead of us that lost points on the weekend. Uh, Bayern loses Stuttgart loses Leipzig loses. Um, and then, you know, uh, let's see, Leverkusen wins. You know, I don't think anyone's surprised by that one. Um, but Dortmund wins as well. So that was an opportunity for us to make up ground with three points on the good side and three points dropped by teams ahead of us.
1: So, Especially well, when you look at, two ha- ha- Freiburg-Hoffenheim was this weekend. So you knew yeah. in that game one of those two teams was going to lose points. And if I'm not mistaken, it ended is that twos or th- yeah three two three, to Freiburg? Two. Freiburg going yeah, yeah Freiburg going it late. So okay, we got we we got a gap on Hoffenheim, but now Freiburg made up for that uh, gap we established last week. We're now level on points with Freiburg. So right. um, they have Dino and the lads have themselves to blame. I think they're already pissed off from it, based off of the socials. Um, and even, I think Robin cock was just saying that we should not have lost that game. Sorry. You know, they're they're saying, but guess what you got, you're coming ahead. We got three days away time to shake it off. Cause that regional Derby game we were talking about, you got another one on Friday, which we'll get to. Well,
0: it's one thing to, you know, get angry on the socials. How about we get angry on the pitch? How about we take care of business there? And then you can be happy on the socials. I know it's a lot Mm -hmm. easier said than done. Um, but that goes for anyone in any workplace. You're having a bad day at work. It doesn't matter. You find a way to get the job done. We all do it. Yeah. Uh, these guys, you know, they're professionals. They know that they screwed up. They'll be back. They'll have a better effort coming out at some point in the future, hopefully Friday. Uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of that old cliche. You got to bury the old tape and uh, create some better one. That's where we're at going into the weekend. Um, We talked about the table a little bit, where it affects us in the standings. Uh It didn't. Directly drop us in the table. Thankfully, that one point kept us ahead of, of Freiburg, uh, sitting at on track, sitting at sixth with twenty eight points. That's five points behind Dortmund in fifth, and they're tied on points with Leipzig, who's in fourth right now. Um, so, kind of a logjam up in front of us, five points ahead, uh, separating what is that? Uh, all the way from seventh to fourth is five points difference. Yep. That means we could fall way back or we could and climb six our six way to forward.
1: Third. And six to third because Stuttgart yep. are and uh, still right. hanging on the third. So Yep. So it's one of those things where we're not
0: that far away from the goals that we had set, but we're also, you know, slipping in a match like this where it's so easy. And um, you know, our, our, our big boss on this show, he likes to count points before they're played and drives me. Nuts every time he does that, but this is one of those matches where I say I will not count anything as free points because we know better than to do that with this group. Uh, if we look down the table, Darmstadt still sitting it in last place, 18th in the table. Um, the good side, the good thing about that for them, uh, the good news is that brings them level with mine sitting in 16th with 11 points. So you know, they're only a couple points away here from safety. Maybe they, I haven't looked ahead at their schedule. Maybe they have something coming up uh, that helps them out. I don't really care what happens to them. I care what happens to us. And that is like you said, another Derby match on the upcoming Friday here against mines. And God knows how much we trouble with that, have trouble with that matchup. Thankfully we do a little better at home. Um, We'll get into that preview a little bit later, but we can't look at the table and count points, especially against the rivals and especially with a group that is roller coaster as this one. So uh, anything anything else you have to close out uh, the review of this one?
1: I think, you know, it's just another lesson learned with this newer squad is this is of what happens. And we even say there's parallels with the squad to the frowning, I think, this season too, which we might cover later on. Um, this you're if you don't close out a match you find out what happens when you don't add this absolutely. to what happened against Dortmund earlier, we were on the opposite when we did it to Bremen but this it feels like a win for Darmstadt, it feels like a kick in the nuts for us and two points wasted so shake it off, we gotta go again on Friday absolutely,
0: uh, that's, that's the only way to do it, you come out soft uh, you're gonna get your your throat punched in and we cannot afford to do that again. Uh another bad half of football in a row. We had our last forty-five minutes it was pretty awful. The next 45 is going to be telling as far as where we're going to go, by the way, into the end of a transfer window. Um yep. That's coming up here at the end of the month. So we got one week, two matches to really form our identity. What do we need last minute from uh Crocher to put on the bench for us and are we competitors for europe or are we just content surviving the year i mean we're not in a relegation threat right now but at the same time i'm not content with mid table not with this group um they've proven enough that that we're competitors for europe and that's the only thing i'll settle for at this point is that unreasonable
1: no i think if you realize if you think about as frustrating as this season's been and the four matches that we've lost and the points that we've dropped. And yet you're like, okay, we could be in a champ where a couple of those things go the other way. You're in a champions league spot, even more, you're in a top three and you realize we're doing that with this squad, with this much turnover, what we had, it's somewhat impressive. Yet it's also so frustrating too, at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. Absolutely. Right. Um, We are going to take an early break here. Uh, We've got a lot of previews coming up. Um, But Garrett, before the break, uh, my favorite segment, the one I do best, hashtag what are we drinking? Uh, We're going to include what we're eating, too, because it's just more fun that way. Anything uh, unique, delicious, intriguing in your world?
1: So I just smashed some ice cream before we started recording. What's your favorite Um, kind of ice cream? So I've been normally been doing a good normally a lot of either straightforward vanilla or chocolate if I'm getting it from a store. However, when I went to Meijer last week, I got um, a, a thing of a t- uh, the strawberry ice cream from Purple Cow and then the strawberry cheesecake for Purple Cow. Um, I had the strawberry cheesecake, which has got some graham cracker swirls in it, hits the spot. Um, you saw this, and to give you a sense for our Lions game on Sunday. Um, a, a, fr- a mutual friend of ours, uh, James Milne, decided for my birthday, um, which is this coming <laughs> Thursday. Um, and Chris is laughing because he knows what I'm talking about. Um, got us, got me a birthday cake from Meyer, and you, and was able because technology these days. My LinkedIn photo as <laughs> front of the cake, um, and also, in, in what? T- how this ties into what are we drinking? He got me a two gallon, a gallon of two percent Country Farms milk, which I'm having a glass of right now. Fantastic!
0: That's good stuff. You know, uh, nothing goes better with cake than ice cold milk. Perfect. Oh yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I had a a food today that I haven't had. Actually, I lied. I had it once last month, but before <laughs> last month, um, I hadn't had it in probably fifteen years. And I had it again today and it hit the spot as good as it did 15 years ago. Steak and shake. Steak and shake. The chocolate milkshake. It's like as thick as concrete. You gotta have like the wide straw or a spoon to eat it.
1: You so like is it a malt shake? instead of a shake? Is it a malt? No, of a shake? no.
0: I didn't get the malt. I got the regular chocolate milkshake, but it's just so okay. damn thick. It I I love that man. I like when it like hurts. To mm-hmm. eat a milkshake because you got to use so much energy energy to get it through the straw. That's the kind yeah. of stuff you know it's good.
1: Steak and shakes good. I haven't had it in years, but um, also yesterday I had a milkshake because one of my favorite places that you know of, Del Taco, thank, kudos, um, had a on the app a free regular shake. Didn't even need the place in order; just go and pick up the regular shake. Um, wow. So I've never had their shakes before, so I got a regular-sized regular, regular size vanilla shake. Yeah, dude, that thing's thick. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and by the way, uh, what I'm drinking tonight, uh, first time trying it out, haven't had it yet, from Bell's Brewing in Kalamazoo, Michigan, the best brown American brown ale. It's got a cool owl on the front. Kind of looks like something cool. Nathan would draw up, kind of a neat uh, – Library on the can here, but yeah, good stuff from Bells. Um, we went way too deep into the fast food there. Uh, but hey, it's better than talking about that match that went to hell in about the time <laughs> it takes a milkshake to melt. Uh, so did Eintracht Frankfurt on the weekend. So we'll be back with segment two in a little bit where we preview the upcoming weekend for both the men and women's sides. Uh, wherever you are drinking to Eintracht or the Detroit Lions, you say Prost. Welcome back. Segment two, Hey, I'm Tri-Frankfurt, episode 299. Slowly and methodically working our way towards episode 300. We will be back with that next week. Uh, But right now we turn our attention to the weekend action. Uh, It feels like forever since we've seen him play. There's a match canceled in the middle that really sucks because I thought it was important uh, to get some action before heading back into Champions League play. The Eintracht Frankfurt-Frauen return this weekend in Champions League play. Uh, you know, no no big deal. Going to play at Barcelona, uh, the greatest women's team in maybe the greatest run of form over the span of multiple seasons of any team in the women's game in history. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Group A play in the Women's Champions League Barcelona after four matches Sitting on twenty-one goals scored and one goal against. Uh, if we're looking for the silver lining, Garrett, who scored that one goal
1: uh, for the Barcelona? Uh, Barcelona, Laura Fry and Track
0: Frankfurt scored that goal. Yep. Yep. So we got a task in front of us. Uh, not only does In Track need to beat Barcelona at their ground, we need some help too. Uh, we need. Rosengard out of Sweden to beat Benfica. Um, look, <laughs> if we're being honest, things are a little bleak. Um, but that game is in Sweden. Who knows? Maybe Benfica is a little bit afraid of the cold. I don't know. Um, look, I don't have a lot to preview for this one. Things are bleak there. Um, but what I'm hoping for is another Punch them in the face pretty quickly out of the gate, similar to what we did in the first match in Frankfurt. Uh, Maybe catch them looking ahead to what they have next on the schedule. Is there any hope in this one? Is this uh, another miracle on ice situation? Do we need Mike Arruzzioni to pull something out of his ass, or do we have a chance?
1: So... On Thursday, January 25th, is the beginning of my 36th year of existence in this world. Um, so, with that being said, I'm feeling good vibes. Um, and I think we've talked about it to an extent last week. And I was thinking about this on the drive home tonight from work that, and I said it earlier about the parallel of the men's and women's sides of learning what happens when you don't kill matches off. We've seen it, obviously. We've talked about it with the men earlier. But the reason why we're in this position where we are in this group stage is because we couldn't kill a game off. We didn't do enough in Benfica to take the lead and hang on to it. We didn't do enough to keep the lead against Benfica and you know, convert the penalty when we had the chance and stoppage time to get the three points. So now... We've put ourselves against a gigantic fucking wall, um, against the you know the best women's club side potentially in the world, um, right now, um, at the Estadio Johan Cruyff. Um, but you know what? That diva is a moody one, <laughs> and you know, stranger things have happened. I tried Frankfurt as a club love playing in Barcelona. Um, see the men in April 2022 when we turn the camp now into a span a ho- a Spanish home match or Catalan it, home match to be yeah, exact.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, I look at this one as we need to play the perfect match. Obviously, um, right? But we need the usual suspects to all show up on the same day. We know that uh, Nicole Anniome is, you know, good for a goal a game when she's at her best. Uh, but we need Laura Fragging to be in vintage form and Prashnikar to do her thing. Uh, Barbara Dunst to, you know, take care of everything organizationally that she does transitioning everything to the attack. And, you know, the back line has to be damn near perfect. So, mm-hmm. It's not a matter of you know, oh, if we do this, we're going to win. We need Barcelona to be off their game, if we're being honest. honest. But if we play the perfect game and they don't uh, play a good game, then I think it's possible. My prediction for that is going to be a three to one uh, Barcelona victory. But I think that that third goal is late when we're trying to press for an equalizer. And if we do have a chance, if something crazy happens and we can equalize late uh, maybe it puts a little more pressure on them they're already going through maybe we catch them not playing well or not interested in working hard because they know they're already secure for the knockouts I don't know we'll see how that happens but um, you know sometimes you find perfection on the right day we'll we'll see how that works out Uh, so that is Thursday afternoon Um, yep uh, that's going to be available on YouTube uh, which is huge. God bless Datsun and their women's champions league coverage. Always uh, a great stream on YouTube. Really easy to reach. 3 p.m.
1: Eastern for that. Yeah. Yep. 3, p- yep. 3 p.m. Eastern. And there will be, um, if usually there should be streams in the languages of the teams that, uh, that are playing. So for this one, there should be English, Spanish, and German. Um you know, definitely check it out. I'm gonna go. I'm, you know, I'm not predicting a win on this one, but I have to be optimistic because of the day. One-one draw and Benfica drop points in Sweden.
0: You know, I, a lifeline. I, I, as a final point on this one, too, it's not like we've been blown out at any point. If there was ever a right. match that we were gonna get blown out it would have been that Barcelona one. Um, so, you know, I'm not entirely pessimistic about this. I just think the it's too steep of a hill for us to climb without a warm-up coming out of the break. So, you know, it'll be and, interesting yeah. to see how that happens. Um, but then it's quick turnaround, too. Uh, after Barcelona on Thursday, on Sunday, it's right back home uh, against Cologne back in Bundesliga play. So it's something where you know we're either going to come in high and mighty and and fly back to Frankfurt on the wings of of uh, Laura Fragging, or we're just going to sulk in a loss and come back and have to take out our frustration on Cologne. We're sitting at ninth in the table, uh, minus five goal differential. We're sitting third, and uh, we're trying to close that gap on Byron for that automatic group stage qualification in Champions League. So... Uh, It's within reach match day 11 coming up that officially marks the halfway point in the women's season. Um, So the opportunity exists to close a gap. Um, It's a pretty quick turnaround going Thursday to Sunday like that, especially with the travel involved. Um, I've only seen Cologne once this year. I wasn't impressed. I think that's an opportunity where we'll really you know, warm ourselves up Thursday and be ready to roll Sunday. Maybe that, that close turnaround is good to shake off whatever happens Thursday and get right back into league action. Uh, is there any potential trap involved there, or do you, do you think it's as straightforward as I do? I
1: don't think I think we'll pull away. I'm going to say three to one, but much like the Hoffenheim game, where we won three to one at home. We had the we fell behind early in the we have we occasionally fall behind early at home in this league. It's happened multiple yeah. times this year. So, yeah. um, especially if they get a positive result against Barcelona, there might be a little bit of hangover for the first time five, ten, fifteen minutes of that match. But I think they'll straighten it out and real no because they're uh, they're in a good sh- position right now where they're at in Frauen Bundesliga table. When that, okay, you got a three-point gap on Hoffenheim and Essen, you play Essen next week, you know, four points on Leverkusen, you get them eventually, you're four points behind on Bayern Munich, and five points behind Wolfsburg, who you also get at home. So you could really start to make some ground to give yourself a glimmer of a chance in this damn thing, but you can't be too moody against uh, Köln. I'll go 3-1 um, because we're not getting a clean sheet Um and yomi dunst fry game are my goals yeah
0: you know I, I hate looking ahead in the tape in the the matchups but we have an upcoming match next weekend against skss Essen, who is 3 points behind us right now in league play so it's one of those things where the dam could break and we could be pulling away from those that are biting at our heels in the standings or we could leave the gate right open for them um, to continue gnawing at them. I'd like to think Hoffenheim and Essen are a level below us. I think we've proven that winning four of our last five in the league right now, Uh, but it's a dangerous position. Like you said, uh, what is our mindset going to be coming out of Barcelona? It's yet to be seen, um, but I'm confident in it. Uh, I just don't want to, you know, count chickens before they're hatched in this one. Uh, it's always right. dangerous to to just assume points are there in any league matchup. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. What what did you predict on this one?
1: I predicted three one three, um one. and Yomi don't fry game and to give you a rundown for the five the, the next five they're in the Frauen Bundesliga. Cole at home, Essen at home, Wolfsburg away. Uh, Let's Zigg away, Bayern Munich at home in March. Yeah,
0: the points are That's there to make The up. points
1: are there, and your season table may be potentially decided or set in the right direction, depending on how these five matches go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the help will be there in the table if we take care of our business. Uh, yeah, I counted this group out of the title race a while ago. But um, looking at it in that progressive way, their opportunity is there going forward. So I can't write it off uh, anymore like I did before. Um, So, yeah, the frown are back this weekend. I don't have info about a broadcast for that one. Uh, We'll put that on the socials. Uh, We'll certainly be following along. Um, Please support the frown side. It's a big part of what we do here, I believe, in Women's Sports I enjoy the women's game far more than the men's game lately, just the way it's played. Um, And this team works their asses off, and they deserve some support from us. So give them a watch this weekend, Thursday against Barcelona in Champions League play, and then the weekend against Cologne. And then we turn back to the men's side, Uh, back to the moody diva herself in the original OG form, the men's side. Um, that's a, <laughs> that's a real good way to hype this match. Isn't it?
1: I'm <laughs> um, for your mind. For leave. Okay. Whatever the rest of that song goes. Yeah. <laughs> <Carry> so <on. laughs>
0: I hope we play better than you sing. I really do. <laughs> um, Friday, two thirty Eastern time here in the United States. Uh, if you're on the West coast, take a nice early lunch find a, a restaurant with ESPN Plus, invite your friends, have a little lunchtime happy hour. I think it's going to be a happy hour against mines, um, Or as we've called them in recent years, i track Frankfurt light because they seem to take all of our cast offs and just find a nice little spot for them. Are they still rocking like half of our cast offs?
1: Uh, I believe Dominic core still rolling with them. I believe Danny DeCosta is still rolling with them. Uh, I'm in Barcock still, or is he moving from there? I think he moved uh, on. Oh, please. Um, let me look here. Mainz, roster, um, squad. There we go. Let's see. Who oh, are yeah, all. Oh, yeah. Have? He
0: moved to Herta uh, during this window. I knew it was, and you um, sounded yep. familiar. Yeah. He was loaned yeah, so over they, to them.
1: They have two players currently um, Daniel Acosta and Dominic Corp. So you know our history of letting former
0: players do very bad things to us. We don't need to rehash the multiple instances where Mm -hmm. former Eagle Bears have brought bad fortune to us. Um, Let's talk about Kevin Trapp for a minute because I I think he's looking far better than he was at the end of last calendar year uh, before the winter pause. And for me, this is a match where he's going to get tested. I don't... Mm -hmm think we're going to roll easily over mines as much as we can look at the table and their inability to score goals. Um, 14 matches, or, sorry, 14 goals through 17 matches, less than a, a goal a game certainly looks nice and something juicy on the stat line, but um, they're going to give us their damn best shot because they're in a relegation mm-hmm. battle right now. This is a fight for safety for them and, uh, I think this is a game where Kevin Trapp is going to be needed to make some timely saves. And frankly, the distribution from the back has to get better. Uh, We pinned ourselves deep. Part of our issue against Darmstadt was not being able to effectively move the ball up the pitch. Um, This isn't a group where Kevin Trapp just flings the ball out there and let's see what happens. You know, we did that a lot with, uh, yes, for Lindstrom and the other speedsters we had out there, that's not the group right now. This is a more methodical possession based group when they're at their best, but we haven't played the ball well from the back. And that's something where I kind of want to see Kevin Trapp be a little more deliberate. Maybe instead of the, the short, you know, roll it out to your defender, to your left or right, maybe you're using the arm and throwing it out to a midfielder. I don't know. Um, but I trust Kevin Trapp in that regard. I think he's going to be really important for what we do in this one. Uh any keys for you Garrett?
1: You know, I almost wonder because Trap had an error in the game against Mainz, the first fixture, and had it not been Omar for Omar Marmoush with us having 10 minutes stoppage time, we lose that game. Um yeah. so Mainz play will play a very physical game with Jan Siebert, they're playing a more motivated style. They're not getting wins, but they're in every match. Um, They're going to be physical. So I almost say let's quit trying to play out the back in this one. And if we have to bypass the defense a little bit and try to, you know, use your wins or, you know, goats, and Larson, who are turning out to be a pretty good makeshift duo in the middle of the pitch right now, use that option there. And then if provided Kalejic is healthy, hopefully – That's where you utilize the, the hold up play and the win play. Because I think if we try to be cute with this, we're gonna get, we're gonna screw up and there's gonna be chances for Mainz. If anything, Mainz and Union Berlin was called off this week, this past match day due to snow. Um, you know what happened to the team that who's uh, had a home match versus Union Berlin called off with snow? And then their next match was Eintracht Frankfurt. You do know what match I'm talking about, right, Chris? Remind me, because you know my brain doesn't work. Bayern Munich had a home match with Union Berlin the weekend before us that didn't happen due to the snow. So Uh, they came into Frankfurt when having a day, plenty of rest, and we 5 1 them at the Waldstadion. Mainz have just had that situation where they didn't play this past weekend hosting Union Berlin (laughs) due to snow. They gotta come to Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, mines are gonna be difficult. I'm not predicting five one. Uh, I will predict two to one. Uh, I think we'll get it right enough. Um, so I'm gonna Kolejic give you. Gets, Sorry. Go ahead. Gets, I was gonna say Kalajic gets one in front of the home crowd. <sighs> Knopf scored in two games in a row, right? Uh, he scored what I haven't yeah. predicted him to, so I'm going to not predict him because I want to keep <laughs> him rolling. Uh, Is Embebe that cheating? Score- Is that
0: like predicting it without actually saying it? I don't know if that's a Well,
1: lot. hold on. Mbembe um, didn't score last week but he when I predicted him, but he got an assist. So I'm going to predict him to get the second, and let's see what
0: that's happens. Fair. That's fair. Um,
1: I'm going to look
0: at, a little bit of history here as well. Recent history for Mines. Uh, their last win came November 4th against Leipzig, who we took care of recently as well. Um, but since then, every single match, their last seven matches have all been one goal or less. Uh, 0-0 with Darmstadt. 1-1 against um, Hoffenheim. 1-0 lost Freiburg. 0-0 Cologne. 1-0 lost to Heidenheim. And then they tied Dortmund 1-1 and Wolfsburg last week as well. So, lots of low-scoring affairs. While they don't score much, they don't give many up either, and even to some teams that are known to put up a few goals. So, I don't think we're running them out of the building. Uh, I mean, look at some teams here that do score a good amount of goals having a hard time getting one on the board. So, I think we're going to have to fight for it. I think this group's going to be angry. Like you said, Kalajic is spot on that we forgot how to play. And, you know, Dino's out there making sure they remember exactly how to play this game and how to finish uh, finishes mm-hmm. finishes something that we've been hit or miss with this year. We've had some nice late finishes where we just put it to bed and said, this is our match. Um, Leipzig is one of those. Um, Byron's one of those that you just said, Hey, shut it down. John Taffer style. Uh That's what we're going to need here. I think we're going to get up on them, and I think it's going to be one of those shutdown games where we didn't shut down Darmstadt last weekend. I do think we do that to Mines this week. Um, It's a little dangerous to predict two goals against them, and I am not allowed to pick clean sheets anymore because – Thank you. Yep. uh, I I apologize in advance because – or in in return, I apologize because last week I knew I'm not allowed to pick clean sheets on this show. I've been warned that my seat as a host will be thrown away. If I mess with that any further and guess what I did, I went out and picked a clean sheet. I was riding high and then I was just stupid. So I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it again. Uh, That means picking an on track victory. I have to say two to one in this one, as far as goal scores. Uh, I'm going to stick with a hot hand, Ansgar Knauf. I think he's doing a great job uh, with his opportunity here while guys are away at the African Championship. And another one uh, from this past weekend, I think Cuckoo has been outstanding in his opportunity. Um, I want to see both of those guys return again and say, hey, even though we might have guys coming back early with teams falling out of the African Championship, don't forget about us we're still' we'll, we're still hot we're scoring goals keep us in that lineup and wouldn't it be nice to be in a position where guys are returning from international play but they have to fight their way back in because guys that are replacing them are actually playing well I mean it
1: oh my God. I don't want to yeah.
0: be at a point where we're saying man I hope I hope uh so-and-so loses so we get this person back I mean it, I don't know. Is that allowed? Like, I really want these guys to be successful and win, but I just like—I don't know. If that's I think if anything,
1: shit. I think if anything, there are well, there's been plenty to bitch about these last couple, especially this last match. There are some positives that I'm liking with this unit. Absolutely, that we've seen. Yeah. That I am wondering how do we mesh these styles. When Marmoush, Chayabi, and Shkiri come back, it's going to be a lot of questions. But this is maybe the benefit now that we have just a little bit of a deeper squad now that we now that because Conference League is going to be starting back in three weeks, so maybe that's how we do it. I don't know, but I kind and, of know, I get s- you what you're saying.
0: Someone that we left out of the discussion was Van de Beek in the the review of Darmstadt. I thought he did a really good job of making his presence felt in that one, especially early. Um, you know, the first match out for him against Leipzig, it was kind of nothing, just kind of getting his legs under him. And then he made his presence known last week. I think this is one where he could really have a breakout opportunity against Mons, um, get involved a little more offensively, maybe take a couple shots on target just to, you know, get comfortable, you know, announce yourself. That's I don't, I don't think Kalajic has been an issue, um, but Vanderbeek for me, I want to see just a little bit more based on the hype that surrounded him in his past and the move here that got a lot more attention than we're accustomed to. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those new guys that's going to make themselves known against minds. So All right. looking forward to that one. Um, Garrett, I'm not going to sing to you. You already did enough singing for us today. I'm not going to sing you Happy Birthday But uh, from everybody, the listeners of Half Pod and the hosts and and all the gang, I will wish you a happy birthday. Um, And I look forward to celebrating with you very, very soon. And we'll celebrate the show with 300 next week. Maybe Brian will send out cake to everybody. Wouldn't that be cool?
1: That would be incredible. And what would even be wilder is if um, with not only the two of our teams, but Brian's team, we get to finish this. Uh, this uh, Super Bowl gets to be how the season starts ends how it started. Um, we'll see. I'd be lying if I field.
0: said uh, I'm not hoping for that. I want. I don't want the I Ravens want again. Detroit crew versus Brian in the Super Bowl. I think it would be fun trash talk, and you know we talk about it just a little bit here um, on this show as well. Yeah oh yeah without so, a doubt Garrett where can people wish you happy birthday on the social media platforms
1: all right um Facebook Twitter oh, Instagram Twitter discord at GM comments those are the personals uh metro area folk then channel 451 majors you've been seeing my face all over the place now because we've been doing so much Detroit content um I tried Frankfurt Detroit and, uh, at Detroit SKA, uh, Nothing this Friday for Mainz, but be on the lookout for some news for the twelve thirty match against Cole next weekend.
0: Cool. Uh, and you can find me uh, Peloton Discord. Uh, just realized my Instagram's wrong. I gotta change my handle there. But yeah, find me on social media <laughs> at C and the D 313. And of course, HalfPod halfpod.com Hey, on track Frankfurt on Instagram. Uh, all of our social media feeds are linked on halfpod.com, and of course, I mentioned it earlier—the Discord chat where we're taking submissions for episode 300. If there's a topic you want discussed, uh, let us know there. We're really looking forward to next week, uh, reminiscing and talking about some things coming up in the future as well. Uh, so, from all of us at Halfpod, uh, we wish you hoping happy. Match watching this weekend. Happy birthday to Garrett. We'll talk to you next week. Tschüss. I hope we play better than you sing. I really do.